0: Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 75 of 2, 5, and 10. I figure that intro was fitting, Benny, for what we are finally here. Come on, NHL, and bring us that loving with the uh, 24-team format of the playoffs coming back. What up, Benny? I am extremely
1: happy, obviously, to be having an NHL back, having the Rangers with the 24-team make the postseason, but I'm especially glad to be back with you to actually talk about hockey not anything else that's going on outside of the hockey world or things that are impacting it. So I'm glad that this episode is basically just logistics, hockey, playoff matchups, everything and everything in between.
0: This is like a perfect time for uh, that Saturday Night Live one. We'll have to put it in there where he's like, let's do that hockey because it feels like we're finally about to do that hockey. Well, we have times. We we have dates. So almost doing that hockey. Uh, yeah.
1: So uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman today confirmed that when Angel NHL does return, so they didn't announce any dates or any times like that just yet, uh, but it is a 2014 playoff. The top four seeds in each conference basically have a quote-unquote buy. Uh, they play each other in a round-robin tournament to determine the one through four seeding in each conference. So, We can get into those matchups a little bit later on. The rest of the teams in each conference play each other in a best-of-five series to determine who advances and actually makes it to the actual first round of the playoffs. Uh, Interesting side note here, the NHL is going out of their way to not call these play-in games or best-of-five series as playoffs because they're going to let the local uh, TV broadcasts broadcast these games exclusively to fulfill the local tv contracts and if they called it playoffs they wouldn't be able to do that so that's why it's called play in best of five it's not the actual playoffs yet, according to the nhl all because of the, the tv contracts um but after the top four seed round robin the play-in series best of five among the remaining uh eight teams and then we finally advance to the first round of the playoffs so that's kind of the setup that they're going with now. They're looking at to have one conference play all their games in one host city. Um, so there will be two host cities in total. contenders right now are Vegas, Columbus, Carolina, Vancouver, Toronto, and Minnesota, and Chicago. So those are the cities that are being talked about. as Two of those cities will be host cities. Uh, I know we kind of talked about the 2014 format – two podcasts ago two episodes ago now that it's here do you give a shit anymore about the negatives of it or are you just excited that fuck yeah playoff hockey's back
0: hockey's back baby i don't give a shit <laughs> um so there are a couple of things looking at it uh the host cities for example i think the canadian market might end up getting a couple of people here just because oh hold on one sec i got this beautiful girl it's bedtime huh baby Can you say hi to Benny and everybody? Hi, Benny. Yeah, hi, Benny. Hi. She's excited, too. She's very excited. She came down right at the right time. Um, (laughs) Good girl. Love you. But like I was saying, with the uh, Canadian markets, uh, I think when the NHL is going to bring 12 teams into a host city, just to start with, I think you need enough practice facilities that these guys can pan out and they're not all at the same place due to if there is a spread, it can kind of be contained. So there's certain places like I don't think Vegas could handle all that. I think they could handle the accommodations, but when it came to practice facilities and spreading it out, I don't believe that would be a place. I think Chicago could handle it, but they were a big number in the COVID thing. Like they had a very high ranking. So I don't know if that'll be the place. Canada didn't seem hit as bad as the U.S. did. So I just feel like there's going to be at least one rink in Canada. I don't believe it'll be Toronto. I know they're the Mecca of hockey, but a very congested city. I think there's a lot of potential there for people kind of intercepting. So I think they're going to go rural. Uh, This is going to be interesting. And I wonder as to what on the world like scheduling wise because i mean obviously they're only going to play at an nhl arena the games how are you going to coordinate mm-hmm. this is it going to be two games a day like our p- team's going to play earlier in the day and then you show it out later like i don't know what the nhl is going to do just to not make this drag on as long as it has to in a sense oh shit
1: i mean at this point you're the- you could potentially be the only thing going in town in terms of the sports world here in North America. You got to do four days. You got to do like a twelve, a three, a seven, and a ten. Like,
0: I think get those the only two teams thing, off.
1: Get the Zamboni out there and start the next one.
0: I think the only thing that that scares them in the sense is it, it reminds me of like Beanpot Monday because every first Monday, <laughs> one of those games goes into overtime. So, I mean, I just think they're scared yeah. of start times. That, that's the only thing. Um, going, yeah, yes, it, you get a quadruple overtime game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now you're starting at 1 o'clock, 1 a.m. for the next game for a team that's been there since 7 waiting to play. So it, it could be a little <laughs> ugly. Outside of that, I do think the round-robin scenario is very interesting as to now these teams are playing for seeds. So the Bruins could come in this as the number one seed and end up being the number four. I find that very crucial, and don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying it because the Bruins are the number one team and I'm a Bruins guy. I'm saying it in the sense of if there's certain teams that you don't want to play because you already know the seedings, hey, I mean, it might not be bad finishing in third. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to th- say yep. that teams are going to throw games, but... This first round of the round robin with the top four, that's going to be an absolute nightmare for people. Like, teams are going to go in this already playoff-ready. If someone ends up blocking a shot and breaks a leg here in the first round before not even in the real, like you said, the quote-unquote playoffs we're just in the round robin series, head coaches, owners, and GMs are going to lose their minds. Like, they're going to go crazy over this.
1: Yeah, I mean, luckily the round robin is one game each they're not going to be playing a series against each other so it's basically i still haven't seen clarification on for the top four teams like is boston
0: playing um tampa no they play everybody once it's a a round robin they play everybody once yeah
1: i mean like in the first matchup like how are they determining that like who are they playing first
0: oh i I think like i know they'll play but
1: i think that's interesting to me in a sense of like did they get Tampa Bay? The first game back after two months off is Tampa Bay. You'll lose, and that kind of there goes your chance at being number one, like things like that.
0: Yeah, I I, I just think it's going to be wild. But I mean, uh, the other thing is, are they going to reseed? Have they said that? So, say if look, they the, are not reseeding, man. They are not reseeding. Okay, so if the Canadians this, beat the Penguins, yep. they are going to be the number twelve playing the number one. Yep. All right, that, that makes it interesting, too. I mean,
1: there was a whole thing I was reading last night about how uh, some GMs and some players wanted reseeding instead of bracketing and all that, and Danny Joe was like, "This is how we're going to do it." So you, like you said, you have a chance of teams getting wiped out by it. Like, OK, the two teams I voted no against us were Tampa Bay and Carolina. Correct. Carolina voted no, obviously, because now they have to play the Rangers in the first round. I'm not even saying this as a Rangers fan. Oh, no, they, they, they,
0: they said that. They, they said they did not feel it was a, a good matchup for them, and they didn't want to play the storming Rangers. And th- they made it seem it's because the Rangers were currently they're ranked 11th here that they would not be in the playoffs, so they did not want to play them. Yeah, bitch, like you
1: have two more points than us. Like, you were two losses away from being 12th. Like, I don't want to hear Carolina acting like they're Boston or Tampa Bay here and they getting a short shot like Pittsburgh is, having to play Montreal and carry Price in a five-game series. Um, I just... They didn't want to play the Rangers. They can't beat the Rangers, especially at the Garden. Um, so then you run into the chance of, well, we don't want to play the Rangers. We don't want this 2014 format, but if the Rangers win against Carolina, we have their first round pick. If we beat them in this play in series, Carolina enters the lottery. The Rangers could not only get a first round pick for Brady Schaaf in Carolina, they could then beat Carolina to advance to the playoffs and get their lottery pick. Hmm.
0: Like Jeff Gordon, man, sweet, sweet deal. <laughs> uh, as for Tampa Bay, uh, Alex Killorn is their player rep, and he said they voted yep. no because uh quote, they didn't feel it was fair that certain teams that probably wouldn't have made the playoffs would have a chance to make the playoffs in a best of five series. My team also felt it was unfair that teams with the bye would not be as well prepared for a playoff series as the teams that had already basically played a playoff series to get into the playoffs, end quote. And with the latter part of that, I do agree because You're playing the round robin, Tampa Bay, Boston, Philadelphia, Washington. And I don't think it's going to be as ramped up. Like, I understand that that's going to affect their seeding one through four, but they're not fighting to get to the next round. And the hatred part of it, like you're not building a hatred with another team. I think regardless, what we can get into the phases part of this after. I think when all these teams come together, so they said training camp can start no earlier than July 1st, but players on the ice were going to be limited in July 1st, July 1st. The training camp could not start no earlier than July 1st. So we still have some time here. And I just think that even in July, they're limiting the amount of people. They're only going to have six players on the ice at a time. Six players on the ice, social distancing. Like, yeah, I I do think it's going to be difficult to try to get it into gear. How are you going to limit the amount of guys on the ice to social distance? i don't know everybody line up on the red line and get get by the cone all the cone are six feet across like uh, i have no idea how they're going to try to run drills and all that up until it's time to you mean for yeah sorry i thought you were talking about game action it's like how the fuck are they going to pull that off (laughs) oh no no no. just the practice part of it because you're going from that so i i do think they do have a valid point there as to it'll be difficult for them to kind of get into a certain notion of playoff hockey. So I do agree with Tampa Bay there. I do find it interesting, though, that they voted no.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing about that is their own coach, John Cooper, said this on a radio interview. It's the same debate as if, in a first round, Tampa Bay sweeps, like in a normal year, in a normal playoff year, Tampa Bay sweeps the eighth seed in four games, but then the next team they play just Played seven games, and he just played two nights earlier before game one. who has the momentum? who is it fair to? Is it going to take a while for the yes. Tampa Bay who just swept in the first round to get going like things like that so it's kind of the same issue here so i i don't really put that much weight to calorn and the players at Tampa Bay saying it's not fair because we would have just played a couple of games under regular regular season rules to get our legs under us, but then we'd be playing a team. Who might not have made the playoffs? Who is more ramped up and ready to go because they had to play a best of five series? Like to me, it's kind of the same thing there.
0: I also don't feel bad for Killorn. You, you see all these doc videos and everything he's doing. Like he's living the lap of luxury down there. I think he's he was ready for the off season just to be on the jet ski. He he doesn't want to tug <laughs> on it. You know, he doesn't want to rip it back up again.
1: Um. Yeah. So uh, I actually. Up there is there's an updated list of the cities that are being contemplated for the two hub cities. They are I just had it and I lost it again. Um, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. So two of those cities will be uh, hub cities for the remainder of the NHL postseason starting in July.
0: Okay, now random question at you with it being a quote-unquote eastern conference western conference would you anticipate that one of the teams in the eastern time zone would have to get a bid or do you think they're just going with whoever has the best accommodation so for eastern time zone it would be columbus and pittsburgh in in toronto but i don't think toronto is going to get it
1: so Normally, I would say you just have to go to the city that provides you. Like the NBA is talking about having the rest of their season played completely at Disney in Orlando because there's plenty of hotel rooms. They have enough infrastructure in place where the players and the staff don't have to leave the grounds of Disney to get anything. There's enough training facilities, and there's enough space for games to be played. When it comes to NHL, obviously you don't have that. Opportunities. So normally I would say you want to go towards the two cities that provide the closest to that that you can get. But on the flip side, do you want Toronto, let's say, or Vancouver hosting and then their players are playing on their home rink, in their home locker room, sleeping in their own beds when everybody else in the rest of the conference is basically on playing them on a the road?
0: That That's a great question. But would the NHL mandate everybody to stay in secure hotels because that was their thing? Uh, the assigned hub city would secure hotels, arena, practice facilities, and in-market transportation. So are you, are you making the players stay at the hotel as well, even if it's their home city? I, I don't know. I mean, the
1: natural, just thinking off the top of my head right now, the natural fix to this is to have the Eastern Conference round robin and the remainder of the playoffs played at a Western Conference rink. And the Western Conference playoffs would be played at an Eastern Conference
0: rink. I do think just because they hosted a Super Bowl and everybody that came in, I do think that uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul there has a shot.
1: Yeah, I think Minnesota is a leading candidate. Everybody says Vegas because of the space. I know they have two... So the way they might be able to do this is stagger where the games are played. One game could be played in a normal arena. The other... The next game could be played in the practice facility, which which is NHL regulation size rank, obviously. You don't have to worry about stands.
0: Well, well yeah, when it doesn't um, that come way, to fans, what's the difference?
1: Yeah, that way you don't have to worry about it. If a game goes to OT, the next game is delayed because the next game's being played already. Um, but I'm not completely sold on Vegas uh, for the NHL. I don't think they go to L.A. because of there's still, I think insane restrictions in L.A. right now, but there are still restrictions. I don't think Pittsburgh can do it. Toronto, Vancouver, I feel like Vancouver is up there as well. If I had to rank it, I would go Minneapolis 1, Columbus 2, Vancouver 3, and Edmonton 4, because Edmonton has a bunch of rings that they can utilize uh, that are basically maintained and managed by the Oilers. So, I think those will be my top four choices right now.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on Edmonton, too. There's a lot of places up there that they could go and not as packed as Vancouver is, so definitely uh, Mm -hmm. not as worrisome of catching the virus, which is crucial at this point. And going to the virus part of it, the NHL, they've agreed to testing, but not as to what point. They just said there will be testing done. I mean, is it realistic to say that if one player gets this, this whole thing's off? Or do you think with the NHL going this deep into it, the, like the NHL goes this deep into it, hey, I don't care if your best player has it, we're rocking and rolling?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, that's a nightmare scenario, right? So, yeah. <laughs> the, the issue is all guidelines in Canada and the US say that if you are infected, Or you come into contact with someone that has symptoms, you have to isolate for 14 days. And at least the Major League Baseball is doing this. Even if you come into contact with someone that has symptoms, you need to quarantine for 14 days and test negative on two consecutive tests before you're allowed to rejoin a team. Now, what happens baseball is a little bit different than hockey when it comes to the ability for these guys to spread out during a game. Well, I
0: was going to say, even in the field baseball, they can all be six feet apart.
1: Yeah. So what happens if it's the conference final and Zach Cassian has symptoms and then what the entire series stops because for 14 days, they were losing the quarantine.
0: You know what? You said someone irrelevant though. McDavid David gets what right. I mean, I mean, that's what I mean. Like if, <laughs>
1: that's the ultimate test. Like what happens if it's just some fourth liner or some rookie? Are they, that's where it's going to get pushed to the limit here on if the NHL is really going to put their guys in danger to finish the series and try and wrap this up. Or if it's really about the player safety, because I feel like the players themselves, not everybody's sold on coming back yet. So if they are forced to basically come back and then somebody shows symptoms or tests positive, the players might just pack it up and go home no matter what the league says.
0: Well, they did say during that call the other night that the players they didn't say that they were against playing; they just said that they were very passionate about the what their side of it was, and it's the whole getting sick part and bringing it back to your family like and that's completely understandable because now what we've already discussed the quarantine of if a player gets sick and what that happens to the league, but now it's the other end. So now I spend two months isolated in a city. I now have to come home. And even though I've been isolated, now I have to come home and quarantine for my family for another two weeks. Mm -hmm. Like where is the fine line here? And I understand, I understand, man, this is frustrating just day in and day out. And for players who have gone home and now they're going to have to come back and go through this all again, it's, it's worrisome. And especially for a disease that seems to be day to day, we're finding new information about. So it's just, yeah, I I don't know. And God forbid these all, these players are all going to be at certain hotels. And if a hotel person, if a hotel chef touches your food and someone gets it, like Mm. it's just, I feel like it's very scary, and as a player, I mean, you can wash your hands and hand sanitize and do all that, but for something on the other end, God forbid, you know, and I I understand it. That, that's all I'm saying is just a, a person with a wife who's a nurse and just kids in general, it's, it's worrisome. You, you just don't want anybody to get it in general.
1: Yeah, and to add on to that, you have, again, using a baseball example, here, um, Mike Trout, his wife is about to give birth to their first. I think it's the first kid. Under the the rules being proposed, what happens if one of these guys, let's say on Dallas or the Rangers, their wife goes into labor? He can't go be with his wife yeah. for the birth of the of his kid because otherwise he breaks the bubble, and then he has to quarantine for 14 days, which eliminates him from his like. It's a tough position to be put in. Like, I understand everybody's point of view. I understand NHL. I understand the player. Everything. It's just... I just hope that they're able to pull off... Starting in July, the remainder of this playoff. And get it done and out of the way without no hiccups. Because at least you put some type of bow on this season. And then you just worry about September and October... If there's an uptick in new cases, if there's another surge, unless there's a vaccine or treatment, and then you worry about next season, which there are rumors already starting from Elliot Freeman that next season might not begin until January.
0: Wow, that's a huge delay.
1: So it would be a shortened regular season again, but then would it would be a normal postseason is what they were thinking, I, I guess.
0: Well, I mean, at least then the normal postseason would put you back onto a normal schedule. Um, yeah, for
1: the offseason.
0: For the off season, because one thing they still haven't said, they discussed the draft, the, the lottery system, which mm-hmm. Bettman was describing. I'm sitting there just going, what the fuck is he saying? <laughs> like It, it sounded yes. nightmarish. <laughs> the draft to the lottery, just uh, throw it out
1: there before you go into it further. The draft lottery is going to be the seven teams that didn't qualify for the playoffs or the play-in series plus the eight teams that lose their play-in series matchups. And then those 15 teams will be entered into the lottery uh, for the draft. I still have no concrete confirmation on if the draft will be held in June like it was originally scheduled. I mean, the NFL continue with theirs. Um, But – these playing series won't happen until July, so I don't know when are they going to do the draft because you can't do it unless the seating's determined, and then if you're using a playing series, so it may not be until August the draft or into July the draft, which kind of throws up a whole bunch of issues with contracts of scouts and front office personnel that expire on June 30th, um, the immigration angle of all this, so athletes in America and Canada have been granted exempt status for quarantining for 14 days if they are traveling from abroad. So international players that are coming back to the States and Canada for their teams, they won't have to quarantine and not going to have to worry about any visas. The only issue is a lot of these international players are on visas that are only valid as long as they have valid contracts here in the U.S. for employment. Mm -hmm. June 30th is when player contracts expire, which means there are a lot of players that are going to be on these playoff teams that come June 30th, unless the NHL gets a really quick exempt turnaround with the U.S. State Department and Canada, these guys might not be able to stay in the country until it's worked out. So I'm assuming the lawyers at the NHL have something in mind with that, but that was just one of the unanswered questions after Bettman's press conference today that I was like, ooh, he didn't specifically address that. I wonder if they don't have a solution yet.
0: Uh, Well, I think that's why he said training camp couldn't start until July 1st. I I think they would push for waivers just to get them through to this next part and then go from there. And the other part, when you said expiring contracts, I mean, free agency is July 1st. And now it's like, so, for example, I'll throw a Tory Krug. Say July 1st, we're still going to do free agency, even though teams are still playing for the cup. So it's like, ah, well, Yeah, boys, I had a good run, but I'm signing here. Well, we'll play out the next two months, see what happens. (laughs) But the other thing to me is with numbers that could possibly deteriorate with the NHL. So just throwing out next year, if the season doesn't start till January, or if it doesn't start till Thanksgiving, now teams are losing money because they're not playing a full schedule. Does this affect player contracts? Because, I mean, for example, I'll use Tory Krug again. He could go out on that market and he's probably going to get seven and a quarter somewhere, if not more. Does that number now drop because we don't know how much money is going to be in the kitty? So I, I just, I don't know how. It's going to affect everything. Everything. Yeah. I mean,
1: I think they're just trying to make... The best they can out of the shit hand that they were dealt and I don't think any solution was going to be anything close to perfect I think the NHL is kind of showing to the sports world and to since everybody's at home and everybody's focusing on when sports are coming back they're kind of showcasing to the the world that when it comes to the NBA the NFL and Major League Baseball Especially Major League Baseball with the shit that's going on between uh, the commissioner's office and the union right now, they have their shit together. Yeah,
0: until the CBA's like, then up. Until get shit done. <laughs> yeah, until the CBA's up, and then we'll until be the right next strike. To, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we'll right back to square one.
1: Um, so I figure we could spend. Oh, and by the way, another footnote: the regular season is over. If you didn't get that by now, which means. We're going to go over award winners in our next episode for regular season awards since we weren't planning on it to do so in May, but shit, we're going to have to do it now. So look forward to that next time we record. Um, with that out of the way, I wanted to get into the matchups in the Western Conference and Eastern Conference just to confirm, maybe give some initial thoughts. Uh, we'll start in the East, the top four seeds, which will be playing each other in that one game round-robin tournament Uh, Boston, Tampa Bay, Washington, and Philadelphia. And then the qualifying round is the number five Pittsburgh Penguins versus the number 12 Montreal Canadiens. The number six Carolina Hurricanes versus the number 11 eventual Stanley Cup champion New York Rangers. The number seven New York Islanders versus the number 10 Florida Panthers. And the number eight Toronto Maple Leafs. And the number nine Columbus Blue Jackets. And those are, again, a best of five.
0: And I found it interesting, too, that now that you said the best of five, they said that when it came to the first and second round of the playoffs, because these are just the qualifying round, the uh, NHL and the NHLPA have not uh, agreed as to whether those will be best of five or best of seven yet, but the Conference and Stanley Cup Finals will remain best of seven series.
1: Okay. but um, And before I get into the West, I wanted to highlight that for that round robin, those teams will be playing under regular season rules, which means five, uh, not sudden death overtime, get a shootout, and teams will be accumulating points within the round robin. So if there are any ties, meaning if the Bruins and Lightning go 2-1 and one in a round robin, they're going to be using points percentage to break those ties for the seeding. So Boston would get the higher seed over Tampa in that scenario because they have a higher points percentage. So that's how they're going to handle that. Um, which matchup in the East in a qualifying round are you kind of looking forward to the most?
0: I'm looking forward to the Islanders in Florida. Um, Florida is one of those teams that has the talent and they wouldn't have been in the playoffs and they, they continually underperform each year. But I think a tournament like this could be very beneficial to them. Uh, they have the firepower. They have the goalie in Bobrovsky. And now they have the coach in Quenville who's been there, done that. So maybe yep. he's the guy that can actually take him on a run. Uh, do you want to save predictions for another time? Because we could do that again, too. Maybe next episode we'll go through that, or we'll see all that other stuff.
1: Um. Yeah, let's do predictions next one. That way we can get a little bit more in-depth on each matchup. Um, for me, the Eastern Conference, I'm obviously... I'm not going to choose the Rangers-Hurricanes matchup. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to Toronto and Columbus. Toronto, again, just one of those teams. They have the talent, and before everything got shut down, they were not playing up to their standards. They were playing kind of uneven hockey, the cliche. Columbus has basically prehistoric offense. Like They need to basically like kick pucks into the net and hope the referee doesn't look... For- for them to generate any type of consistent offense here, but their sh- defensive structure, they got goaltending at least uh, starting in late November and December. Uh, things started turning around there. Tortorella is a great coach. I could see them taking them to five games or eliminating Toronto in that qualifier round, and I don't know what would happen if, if that happened up in Toronto.
0: Well, the other thing too is, I mean, Columbus would have both of their goalies back now. They would have Elvis and Corposalo back. They both played out of their minds. So, I mean... And that's another... Well, yeah, that'll definitely be an interesting part. But, no, I was going to say that um, if they run into a hot goaltender, is it okay for Toronto? Or is it, well, we have Tavares, we have Nylander, we have Matthews, we have Marner, we should be better than that.
1: I kind of think... With the fans, it's going to be, they're going to be pissed. But I think the management, I feel like a lot of front offices are going to kind of just take what happens here as like a shot in the dark. Like you can't prepare your team or your team psyche for a shutdown for two months towards the end of the regular season, then kick things back up in July, a best of five play in. Like there's going to be a lot of flukes that are going to happen here. And if I'm Toronto or if I'm, pittsburgh and i get upset in the qualifying rounds yeah it's disappointing and i would be really fucking irritated moving forward about losing in that type of setup but i don't know if i would let it guide any long-term decisions for me there
0: all right well then you brought up another thing when you said flukes this could be the first time in nhl history where in the past it's been if you have a hot goalie you can ride it all the way to the stanley cup i mean this could be one of the most rusty stanley cup playoffs ever like turnovers bad goaltending high-powered offense like i just think this could completely be a different look for the nhl when it comes to postseason
1: yeah i don't think there's gonna be much defense you know (laughs) guys legs aren't gonna be under them goalies are gonna be a little bit rusty so it's gonna be definitely some ugly hockey at least in that qualifying
0: round yeah i think it's gonna be uh very intriguing as to matchups. If goalies play up to their potential, are there going to be a lot of goalie changes? Like, I just feel like there's so many question marks here, whether good or bad, that it's, I think this is good for the league.
1: Anything's good for the league. And if you're the first one yeah. to come back, like P- you're going a on yeah. a product, <laughs> you know,
0: is good for the league.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Moving over to the Western Conference, one of the things that only as a fan I'm slightly annoyed about is the round robin for the top four seeds prevents me from projecting out the first round, second round, third round of predictions until that's situated, so that's kind of irritating. Um, But in the Western Conference, the top four seeds that will be playing each other in that round robin, St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, and Dallas— And the qualifying round is Edmonton versus Chicago, Nashville versus Arizona, Vancouver versus Minnesota, and Calgary versus Winnipeg.
0: I love that Calgary-Winnipeg series. That is going to be a Mm -hmm. very hard series. Uh, Beginning of the year, I picked the Flames to win the Cup. I think they have their hands full with Winnipeg, but I do think that they will win that matchup. But that one's going to be a good one. The...
1: More so in the West than in the East, at least in the qualifying round. I wouldn't be surprised if the lower seed won every matchup.
0: I mean, a tournament like this... Chicago,
1: in a best-of-five, beat Edmonton? Sure. Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, Arizona beat Nashville. I know Nashville was finally starting to turn it on a little bit towards the end there, but with it starting back up are they even going to be where they were uh the only one i don't see i don't think minnesota could be vancouver i just i i haven't been big on minnesota all year but they were getting yeah, together I mean, so it's you like, never know
1: devin, uh, devin dumnik gets a little bit hot you know eric stall drags his ass out of the grave you never know with freezing see uh Sutter, so
0: so many questions.
1: But we say, I feel like we say that every year. We're like, oh, Minnesota has talent, and then they finish like 8, 9, 10. <laughs> yeah. Florida. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing to keep an eye on is, like you mentioned earlier with the Columbus goaltending situation, a lot of these teams are preparing to enter the playoffs with some key guys on IR, might not be back for the season. They're back now. Like for the Rangers, Kreider's back. He's fully healthy. He wasn't going to be available for the push run to the playoffs and if they made the playoffs probably the first round or two rounds, he's completely healthy now, he's gonna be available from day one. So that's a big lift for the Rangers. Like you said, Columbus gets their goaltending back. So I think especially for a lot of the rookies around the league who kinda and you know this is pretty like well documented or at this point is a cliche where the this is the longest season they've ever played. They're hitting a wall. Well now they had two months off. So Guys like Capo you had two months off, and now this is basically starting from scratch again. Your legs like, should be under you. So that might be a boost for some teams that have a lot of young guys in the lineup as well.
0: Yeah, another team, when you were talking about injuries, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they've been beaten up all year, and they'd be getting back Gensel. That offense would be back to normal. Crosby, Malkin, all those guys healthy, and their time of the year, with, this is their bread and butter. That would be a... Mm-hmm. That's a team to look out for to make some noise in the playoffs.
1: I just can't wait to see these round-robin games, like especially in the West. St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, and Dallas. Like Those are four legit great matchups, even though it's not a series at that point. Um, so I think those games will be fun to watch. I... Did they say how long training camp is going to be? Is it going to be like a two-week buildup before this all starts?
0: They did not give a time. Let me see. I just had it up. They said that it could not start until the first half of July. It's, it's a strange, strange time. Um, where is it? Right here. <laughs> uh, not earlier than the first half of July, formal training camps will begin after guidance from medical and civil authorities. I gotta
1: say, man, that's a, kind of a kick in the balls because that means mid July at the earliest is when this would start. So you, the NHL is probably hoping they can finish this, like have a Stanley Cup champion crowned within 30 days of the playoffs starting because you're going to be doing multiple games a day. There's going to be no travel days. They might they'll get like a day off between uh, yeah, every of, other
0: instead of two every other
1: game or something. like after, Yeah, after game two, we'll get one like. Stuff like that, but they're probably hoping by August 31st to have this wrapped up. And then you have to have the draft will be done while these teams are still playing. So probably sometime late July or early August. But let's say the end, the end of August. You need to give these guys two months
0: minimum, minimum two off. You
1: know, even though they have to two months off,
0: they're going to so then you have those
1: shit. Those teams then two months off, but then what about the team like New Jersey or LA? who's basically had off since March, and Six then months. they're not going to be returning to their training camp until November.
0: I mean, they should be in tip-top shape, though. Plenty of time at the gym. <laughs> you
1: know, as long as Mike Richards isn't on a team anymore, they should be fine with uh, being out of the team control for a while.
0: I mean, speaking of the draft and the lottery and all that, does it upset you that the Red Wings have the number one chance the percentage at 18 and a half but then ottawa has both two and three at 13 and a half and 11 and a half so we could just add those together and say their chance is higher than detroit and they'd beat you there too
1: yeah yeah i mean i gotta get some type of bone here for putting my fucking eggs in the red wings basket last summer and then i'm just basically kicking me in the nuts and punching me in the face on the way down
0: and one other random not regarding them but another team that's out of it The Buffalo Sabres, what the hell are they going to do?
1: Yeah, what happened with the owner? She made a statement today about something like I was kind of half sore while I was getting the work done, and then I didn't have time to go back to it. Uh,
0: I I don't know what his statement was. I did see that he came out and said that uh, Jason Botterill is going to remain the GM. That was, was all. Just Botterill returning as the Sabres GM.
1: Okay, yeah, so I'll look into that more. It's just, I can't even keep up with the shit that's going on with the Sabres. Even when there's no hockey being played, it's just every few weeks, you'll just see like a little headline, Buffalo fans upset. Sabres owner apologizes. Like, what the fuck are you doing up there? Like, um, it's June during the pandemic. Why are you still causing shit?
0: Uh, that's that anyway. gula lately, yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, so... I know this has been a little bit all over the place in terms of providing the concrete information that was uh, cemented today by Batman in terms of the matchups, the 24 teams, the host cities. Um, I hope we got everything out there that we wanted to get out there that was important from his announcement today. Obviously we'll have more information on our Facebook page, uh, two, five and 10. Uh, And we'll be keeping things updated. But we were just so fucking amped to get this going. And then I saw one Chris posted on Instagram a photo of him during the national anthem at Madison Square Garden saying, let's do this, boys. And hockey hard on like you hear about, man.
0: Uh, And you had like old school wood like where it it took forever to break. None of this composite shit. This was real hockey wood. Yeah, this was was coho wood. Yeah, a a nice fat, uh, a nice (laughs) fat, thick Sherwood for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I'm excited, man. Like it's like I said at the top, it's nice to be talking about hockey and matchups and seedings and all that stuff again. And I'm sure uh, the listeners out there who stuck with us through our little bit hiatus during the pandemic are probably excited as well to just be hearing this stuff again. So we're we're close. I know we have the month of June to get through before training camps probably reopen, but over the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking about NHL awards. We'll be talking about analysis of the play and matchups, going over the host cities when they're finally announced. And the uh, best part, all that fun stuff, so I'm looking forward to it.
0: The best part is you'll actually be on the East Coast, so we could watch like the early games and then actually record an episode as opposed to yep. before where it would be like you know 10 your time, 1.30 my time, so I'll like take a nap and then come back to record and then go back <laughs> to bed.
1: Yeah, like after uh, the Blues won the Cup and then it was just like radio silence. is like, I don't know if he's sleeping or if he's killing people. <laughs>
0: uh, I was drunk. I'll admit it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, at that point, we could probably have a hockey day with two, five, and ten, and just have us live streaming us watching the games at the same time, and people just chiming in whenever they want.
0: That would actually be cool. Give everyone a chance to talk. Th- we could be like our best, uh, Jack, Ad- Jack Edwards, Andy Brickley, just getting after it.
1: Jack Edwards. I don't know if I can be that much of a homer.
0: Uh, I mean, you just need like three espressos. <laughs> I don't know that dude. He's on some series. They have beaten them and they have beaten them up. Yeah. Just like in the revolutionary war, they have come. You can't tax us. You're like, Jack, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> Bud? Like, come on.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if you had anything else that you wanted to get into about Bettman's announcement today. Uh, but I'm just excited. I posted about this on my personal Facebook Longquist gets one more rodeo here with the Rangers. Even though he might not be starting the games, it looks like they're going to go with uh, Shusterkin which he's earned it. Um, if, and it's a gigantic, humongous if, they're able to pull off the upsets of upsets and win a cup. I don't think Hank's going to care that he was sitting on a bench when he, he won a Stanley Cup with the Rangers
0: I don't know. I think, like I said, I, I hope the Rangers come out and they lay a shitter in Game 1 and then in Game 2, and then they go to Hank Game 3, and, yeah, and then they just ride Hank.
1: Hey, that's the ideal. That's And it'll shut up all the fucking haters, apparently, that have morphed into Lundquist haters these last last season and a half. He thinks he, they should be bought out. He's passes his prime, everything else. Um, but yeah, if he was able to come in and Ride it all the way to the cup, that would be fantastic, but we'll see
0: and then one last thing is that say if Igor just takes off, would you have a big Shashirkan in your pants <laughs> i'll
1: take I'll have a big Shashirkan in my pants if he's able to lead them to the cup.
0: all right, fair enough. uh, any shout outs this week? Shout outs
1: uh shout outs, first lady, of course, as always uh we actually. The last couple of weekends, we've been trying to utilize having a car here in New York and driving out of the city just to get some fresh air, change the scenery since we've been basically holed up in our apartment since March 13th. Um, this past weekend, celebrating Memorial Day, we actually took the train and went up to Terrytown, which is in Westchester, just to get out. Uh, spent the night. It was our first night out of the city since this all started um, more people out and about everybody's wearing masks so shout out to the first lady shout out to like i don't know how to put this but shout out that the fact that things are heading in the right direction especially here in new york new york city where we were hit the hardest so if we're doing good things are going better for us i can't imagine what it's like everywhere else um especially up by you i know Things are getting better up there as well. So shout out to everybody for doing their fucking job and staying home and wearing face masks.
0: Yes, little by little, we are finally going to uh, make these numbers disappear and get back to some sort of normalcy. As for today, this date in history, I I logged on to Facebook, and all I can say is, bunnies? Nope. That's all I got to say. And with that, I hope everybody enjoyed our add episode of what happened today just throw a ball in a room we bounced all over the place but we're excited man hockey is back hopefully sooner hopefully we can just kind of fast forward through june get right to july and hockey's here as always thank you guys so good to be back oh my god damn it feels good to be a gangster we will uh (laughs) catch all you guys i don't know not next week but soon soon hockey love (smack) y'all bye to bend or the wrong button to push, no friend to push, I'm the centerpiece, you're a Maltese, I'm a pitbull off his leash, all this peace talk can cease, all these people I had to leave in limbo, I'm back now, I've come to release this info, I'll be brief and let me just keep shit simple, can a
1: bitch don't want no beef with Slim, no, not even on my radar,
0: so won't you please jump off my dick lay From seance to seance